Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we begin a new study. We'll look at the letter of Hebrews. This is a unique letter in several ways, and today we'll simply introduce it. So let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 1, and study Hebrews and introduction. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father, as we come before you today, I'm excited to start this study of this letter. Uh, It's a unique letter, as we've already said. And Father, it speaks not only to the Jewish people, but to us as Gentile Christians. I hope, Father, that as we study this letter, we'll learn more about you and your plan for your creation, how you sought to redeem, and the glorious way in which you did it. Guide our hearts and minds. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And although we won't really examine these verses today, let's begin by reading Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So let's briefly introduce this letter. First, one of the most unique things about this letter is we have no idea who wrote it. There's a lot of speculation that the Apostle Paul wrote it, but didn't attach his name to it. There's other speculation that Timothy or one of Paul's disciples, followers, wrote this letter. There are those who believe that Priscilla, if you'll recall Aquila and Priscilla, who came down from Rome and were tent makers with Paul for a while, that Priscilla wrote this letter. The truth is, only God knows who wrote this letter. Everything else is speculation. This letter has a very uniquely Hebrew or Jewish feel to it. It's written to Jewish believers, Hebrew believers. And this isn't the only letter in the New Testament that's like that. James is uniquely Hebrew, as well as the two letters of Peter. There are those letters in the New Testament, usually written by Paul, that are to Gentile Christians. And then there are those that are written very early in Christian history to the Jewish believers, who were the first believers, by and large, of Jesus Christ. And so the language of Hebrews is very Jewish. So why would we as Gentile believers, at least most of us being Gentile believers, why would we want to study the book of Hebrews? There's several reasons. One, it's an inspired letter in the Bible. God inspired this letter, and it is incorporated into our New Testament. Because it comes from God and it's in our New Testament, that alone means we need to know what it says. We need to read and study this letter. Two, it certainly doesn't hurt us to be familiar with the customs of those people who are our Christian predecessors. We as Gentile believers are offshoots or literally grafted in to the Jewish community. We are followers of Jesus Christ, who is the Jewish Messiah. 
He's our Savior, but he's the Jewish Messiah. And we need to know that. Plus, there's so many things in the book of Hebrews that we learn about Jesus and what he did on the cross, what he did through his life. We learn more richly all that is involved in our salvation. We learn a great deal about God, who he is, what he has done. We learn things about his word. All of these things are critical for us as believers. As we've just read in these first few verses of Hebrews chapter 1, God is speaking, and he has spoken through Jesus Christ. And we learn about God, what he wants to do, how he's communicating, who he's communicating to. All of these things are important for us. So we should not dismiss the letter to the Hebrews, simply because it's written to the Hebrews. Now, because of this, many people think that we don't need to pay attention to the letter of Hebrews. You need to know at the offset, I'm not one of these people. I believe the New Testament, I believe the Bible, is written to all those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We do need to know what is specifically directed to the Jewish people. For instance, God's promises to the Jewish people specifically are for the Jewish people specifically. And yet, much of what God says to the Jewish people, he says to a faith community that applies to us as well. At least that's my personal belief and conviction, and that's how I'm going to teach this. So I want you to know that at the beginning. If you disagree, I still think it's helpful to listen to these studies and to follow along and then work your way through that. But that's my conviction, and I want you to know about it. And then one last thing I want to share with you before we close today. The Bible clearly teaches that God is unchanging. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe God's desires are unchanging, and I believe God's plans and purposes are unchanging. And so when we look at the Old Testament, which is Jewish, and the New Testament, which is mixed Jewish and Gentile in its orientation, I think we need to understand that the author The one who inspired this letter is God, and even though our culture, our history, our timeline changes, he does not change. That's at the heart of how I interpret scripture, how I read it, understand it, and interpret it. God who writes Genesis 1, or God who introduces himself to Abraham and has a relationship with Abraham, is the same God who sends Jesus into the world and who writes the letter of Revelation. He's the God of the Jews and the God of the Gentiles, and his plan for saving the Gentiles is all throughout the Old Testament. I don't believe God has one set of standards for the Jewish people and another for the Gentiles, nor do I believe that there's one gospel for the Jewish people and a different gospel for the Gentiles. Literally, the Bible says in Ephesians, in Romans, that there is no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, that God is all in all. I believe God hates division. I believe God wants harmony and unity. I think that's important. And we have divided ourselves up, and in doing so, often divided up the scripture so that some things apply to us and some things don't, when in fact, I believe it all applies to us. God wants all of us to know him, and he has sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all of us. And when we get to heaven, I don't believe we're going to be sectioned off in different believing communities. I believe it's God's great desire to bring all into one. 
And so as we study this passage, I won't revisit this much. I may not revisit it at all. But I want you to know this so that you understand where I'm coming from. And you read someone who comes at it from a different point of view. You can understand exactly where this teaching comes from. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. I thank you for you. You are the one who inspires this word out of your nature, out of your character, your personality, your attributes. You're the one who's revealing yourself and your will to fallen humanity. We are all sinners, Jew and Gentile. We have all gone astray. We have all rebelled against you. In Genesis 1, when you create Adam and Eve, there's no Jew or Gentile. Through the first 11 chapters of the Bible, there's no Jew and Gentile. In fact, there's really no Jewish people until we get to the book of Exodus under Moses. There's Hebrew people, and those Hebrew people were just wanderers. And I believe Galatians and other passages in the New Testament clearly teach that you have chosen all of those who put their faith in Jesus Christ in Abraham. You've chosen us all when you called Abraham, because Abraham is a man of faith, and we, as descendants of Abraham, are children of faith. Help us to understand, explore these more fully. And where I don't make this clear, I pray that people will quickly pass over or get clarification or call and have questions and and ask them, and we can have a dialogue. Father, guide us as we study this letter. Guide us as we move forward. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.